Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Irish Legends, Banshees, Ghosts and More, with Emer, Laura, Molly and Eva. In our podcast, Emer will be talking about the Banshee. I will be telling you about a ghost in Cabra Castle. Laura will be talking about a woman without a face and Ava will be telling us about Fionn McKill. These stories are all part of Irish history and culture and have been passed down by word of mouth for generation to generation. All this and more to come in this podcast. To start, here is Emer to tell us the story about the infamous Banshee. Okay, so I'm here to talk about the Irish spirit and legend of the Banshee. A Banshee is a female spirit in Irish folklore who announces the death of a family member, usually by wailing or shrieking. The Banshee is said to take many different forms. Some appearances that the Banshee is said to take are an old woman dressed in black with long grey hair, an old woman with long white hair, red eyes and dressed in a green dress pale woman with long red hair dressed in a white dress and a woman with silver white hair wearing a long shimmering silver dress and carrying a silver comb. In Ireland the Banshee does not bring or cause death. The ghost warns loved ones that death is near giving the family a chance to prepare. Stories of the Banshee in Ireland have been passed down generation by generation for centuries. Some legends say that the Banshee is the ghost of a young woman who was brutally killed. Her death was so horrible that she now watches families and loved ones warning them of impending death. There have been many accounts of banshees all throughout Irish history, so I'm here to tell you some stories about these accounts. So this is a story written about this man's mother from who lived in Cork in Ireland. So, My mother, when a young girl, was standing looking out of the window in their house at Black Rock near Cork. She suddenly saw a white figure standing on a bridge which was easily visible from the house. The figure waved her arms towards the house and my mother heard the bitter wailing of the banshee. It lasted some seconds and then the figure disappeared. Next morning my grandfather was walking as usual into the city of Cork. He accidentally fell, hit his head against the curb and never recovered consciousness. So in this story, the banshee had warned had warned this woman about the, the incoming death of her father. The figure appeared for a few seconds, warned her mother and then disappeared. So this let the woman prepare as, as she knew death was near in her family. So this is another story about um, a, a boarding school, which was apparently haunted by banshees. So a few years ago, a curious incident occurred in a school in connection with the belief in the banshee. One of the boys happening to become ill was one, was at once placed in a room by himself where he used to sit all day. On one occasion, as he was being visited by the doctor, he suddenly started up from his seat and affirmed that he heard somebody crying. The doctor, of course, who could hear or see nothing, came to the conclusion that the illness had slightly affected his brain. However, the boy who appeared quite sensible still persisted that he heard someone crying and furthermore said, it's the banshee as I've heard it before. The following morning, the headmaster received a telegram saying that the boy's brother had been accidentally shot dead. As it appears from these accounts, the Banshee has haunted Irish families for decades and still remains quite a well-known figure in Irish spiritual history. Well, that's all I have for now. Thank you.
Thanks, Emer, for that great story. And now to tell a ghost story that's close to home, Molly informing us about the ghost in Capper Castle. There are several haunted castles in Ireland, but we have our very own haunted Caber Castle in Kings Cork, County Cavan. It was declared the second scariest hotel in the world in 2010 by TripAdvisor, and legends about the hotel have been circulating for, circulating for generations. One of the stories is of a girl that haunts it. In the 1780s, the then owners of the castle had a son who fell in love with a servant girl called Sarah. It was a passionate love, but had to be kept a secret from the owners which is difficult with them being on the same property. The secret couldn't last when Sarah became pregnant and her lover's family ordered that she was to be killed. Legend has it that she was taken from the servants' quarters of the castle and dragged all the way into the forest where her body was hung over a bridge. People say that in the dead of night, the haunting cries of baby may still be heard. There is also testament from those who have felt a presence, almost like being watched in the courtyard rooms and near the hanging tree on the grounds. One guest claims to have met a man in the early 20th century mil military uniform striding down the corridor. Another guest heard a horse and carriage pull into the courtyard in the middle of the night to drop off a screaming and crying infant at the steps of Cabra Castle. Wow, creepy. So strange. Why would they do that to the poor girl? Anyways, here's Laura to tell us the chilling tale about the woman with no face. But how would people recognise her? There's a legend that Beverly Castle sits on the shore of Cork Harbour is heavily haunted. It's said that in the 17th century, Margaret Hornet lived there. Margaret was known for a love of mares. They reminded her of her beauty. She had an on-off relationship with the local lord, Clon de Kensey, who decided to starve her and her family. Eventually, de Kensey decided that the humiliation was enough and raised a small army to go to the castle to take her by force. He thought the Hornets, who were used to life of luxury, would not stand the siege. However, they surprised him by holding out for a year before surrendering. When he entered the castle, de Kensey was shocked to see the state of Margaret. Skeletal and starved, a shadow of her former self, her beauty gone. Dickensie no longer wished to marry Margaret, so out of fridge she smashed all the mares in the castle. After these events, Margaret descended into insanity. She was said to have sought out mares to see if her beauty had returned. Her troubled ghost appears as a lady in white with no face at all. Those who have seen her says she wanted the castle faceless, constantly rubbing at patches on the wall until they gleamed like a mare. a bit heavy on this podcast. Wonderfully told stories, but in order for us all to get a bit of sleep tonight, here's Ava to tell us the classic Irish legend of Fionn McCool. Long ago in Ireland, the king had a special army of soldiers called the Fianna to guard him. Cool was their most favourite, famous leader. 
His enemies were jealous of them, so they killed him. Kuo's wife was afraid that her young son Fionn might also be killed, so she took him to two women warriors who lived on the slopes of the Sleeve Bloom Mountains. She asked the woman to teach the young boy all that a son of Kuo should know, for she knew that one day her son would become one of the Fina. At that time, any youth wishing to join the Fina had to pass very difficult tests. He had to defend himself against the spears of nine men using only a shield. He had to jump over a pole as high as his head, and he had to recite twelve books of poetry. When the women had taught Fionn all the fighting skills he would need, they sent him to Finnegis, the poet to learn the twelve books of poetry. Finnegis lived on the banks of the river Boyne. He had spent many years living beside this river and fishing in it. There was a fish in the Boyne known as the Salmon of Knowledge. The person who caught it and ate it would know everything there is to know in the world. Finnegis liked the young-haired Fionn and agreed to become his teacher. One day, as Fionn was learning poetry, he heard a shout. He rushed to the river and st there stood Finnegis holding a large salmon. Take the fish and cook it for me please, Fionn, he said. Remember, you must not eat any of it. Fionn did as he was told. He cleaned the salmon, lit the fire and put the salmon over the fire to cook. All was well until a blister arose on the side of the salmon. Without thinking, Fionn reached out and broke the skin of the blister. In doing so, he burnt his tongue and sucked it in order to stop the pain. He finished cooking the fish as Finnegis returned. The old man looked at Fionn and saw in his eyes the knowledge he had spent so many years searching for. There is nothing for me to teach you now, he said sadly. You must go to Tara and take your father's place at the head of the Fina. Always use your knowledge wisely. Fionn set off at once to join the Fina. From then on, whenever he had a problem, all he had to do was put his thumb in his mouth and he had the answer at once. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed listening to our, this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it. I think we all learned a lot about Irish spiritual history and we hope that you can take something away from this too. Bye and thanks for listening to Emer, Molly, Laura and Ava. See, See you next time. time.